This is the Take Your Meds podcast, your safe space to explore how you can brighten up your life from the inside out. We're diving deep into the different medicine millennials take to turn their light on. Season one gives some insights into how you can navigate your quarter life crisis and find the confidence to be your authentic self. On this episode, I sit down with the embodied Rangipari Naropo Belshaw. Listen in to hear how culture turns into medicine. Kia ora and welcome to this episode. I'm so grateful to have Rangipari Naropo Belshaw here with me today and welcome to this episode. Um, how would you like to introduce yourself? Please include your pronouns. Kia ora, kia ora te whanau. Um, ko ai tēnei, ko rangi pare tō kuingua. Um, ko pūtaua ki te maunga, ko parawera te awa, ko mātātua te waka, ko ngā te awa te iwi, um, ko te tawera te hapū, ko te kura tāpiri rangi tō pipi. Taku Pipi, uh, Mauri Ora ki ngā kai um, whakarongo, tēnei punua pāhu. Um, so kia ora te whanau, she, her, <laughs> speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, ko Rangipare tō kuingua, my name's Rangipare. Um, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to introduce myself through Pipeha. I think... Yeah, beautiful way to start this podcast. Kia ora, my friend. It's so good to see you. And thank you so much for making the space and time for this podcast because I know you're a mama. I know you're a working mm-hmm. mama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you said yes and that we get to do this together. So thank <laughs> you and welcome to the podcast. What's alive for you? Um. Firstly, you, this invitation to this space. Um, I've been internalising a lot of whakaro and um, holding a lot of whakaro to myself lately. So I'm really excited to share and, um, yeah, to be invigorated by a like-minded mind like yourself. Oh, yeah. miss you. I'm so excited to hear what comes through because yeah. you... You are such a channel. You're such a, um, ah, yeah. I, I, f- I feel like when we get to share space and time, I always am so nourished. Mm. There's, there's some so many divine messages that just flow through you so easily. And so I'm really excited for everyone listening to be able to enjoy this. So thank you. Um, I'm sitting here with... Mm. This Rebecca Campbell Work Your Light Oracle Deck. Kia ora, Rebecca. Kia ora, Rebecca. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm wondering if you had an intention for the space and time together. Um, I guess the words that come came to mind were fluidity, um, authenticity, um, yeah, those two words are just really calling to me right now. Fluidity and authenticity. I love it. And my intention would be to listen for the unseen. Okay, we have 
The crumbling. Ooh. What are you holding on to? <laughs> oh, of course, this comes up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep diving, deep diving. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. The artwork is so beautiful. It is. Look at the other side, though. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get there, fam. <laughs> oh, gosh. The crumbling. <clears throat> Does that bring anything up for you? Is there anything that you've been holding on to that's time to let it crumble? Mm, yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> no, lots, lots of things I've been <clears throat> working through at the moment. Um. But yeah, I'm keen to share later in the session. Ooh, I think you're, you're channeling it in yourself, you know, you know how to wean, you know how to get those weeds out. <laughs> you know how to get those weeds out, girl. You know how to roll around the dirt with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. Okay. What about you? What about you, Gemma? Uh, this just brings up basically my whole life. So... <laughs> last 12 months really Mm. um I finish in a role that I have been holding for the last Mm. five or so years next Friday Mm. um an organization that I founded and built from the ground up with the most incredible community of people and this is a crumbling of like letting it go even though things Mm. are really freaking amazing there like the best that they've ever been I just know in my soul that I'm being called somewhere else. And so to allow that to like crumble from my space is really confronting. Um, And recently I uncoupled from my partner of 11 years. That was a huge crumbling. Um, And now I just feel like I'm in this dance with love. I read this powerful book over the weekend Whatever arises, love that. And I'm realizing that sometimes my ego is so mischievous and mysterious in how it presents itself as soul um, that there's there's times I find myself actually in a space of spiritual self-righteousness masked. And I'm just like, yeah, cool, cool. I'm going to also be crumbling um, just anything that connects me to some form of identity mm. and just lo- just go for love. Like what would love do and how can I just love even more whatever arises in me and in other people, mm. including <laughs> lovingly releasing people. And so wow. this, is, this is the tea. That's what's coming up for me. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. And this is a bit of a Martin Luther King vibes. Like your light is giving me permission to shed some light on mine. (laughs) So thank you for your vulnerability, you know, like, um, I think if we're going to get real saucy right now, we're going to get real saucy. Yeah, let's go saucy. Mamahood is a transition. So when you're talking about when you're talking about um, ego mass as like self-righteousness, right? My ego mm. has been playing the fuck up, right? So I've been holding on to this identity um, post-birth of 
this like ambitious um go-getting wahine maori um you know just yeah whatever all the things all the things and actually relinquishing um that that is no longer who i am i'm a mama now Mm. and um working through the transition has been crumbling sis i've been crumbling i've been rumbling with um who i am now and trying to figure figure that out um Mm. it's an interesting space to dance in um but it's also really really powerful because i feel like i'm actually figuring figuring out with the help of my baby because they do that who i am who i actually am so. <gasps> oh, i just got goosebumps oh, yes oh they're magic children <sighs> are actually are. magic and they trigger the fuck <laughs> what are you discovering what's is there something that you're like wow i really felt like that was me and since having baby i've let that go like, is there something that's really big for you there? Yeah, I think he, um, there's lots of things that our kids teach us. But one of the biggest things he's shone a light on is just my excessive need to people, please. Mm. But it was manifesting in ways like <clears throat> post-birth, he's like the first grandchild of both sides. And just to give some context in a Māori family, that's a really big deal because mm. whakapapa genealogy, especially um, te ure tārewa, which is the male line, because that's the continuation, in a sense, of um, your whānau. It's like a really big, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, so for him to be the first on both sides of the whānau, we... My Tani and I went through this really big period of people pleasing. Um, so we'd have ongoing events and potlucks and um kaupapa, if that's like a I can't even explain kaupapa, where we <laughs> where we just felt inclined to go, um, so he could be present. But um behind closed doors we were absolutely sleep deprived, mm. overworked, didn't have the energy to give people Mm. Um, didn't want to be there but we just felt this huge sense of obligation and guilt yeah um but I like actually I think it was the transition to mahi realized that actually no you don't need to be there this is like the expectation you're putting on yourself to please Mm. people Mm. and so through that um through those experiences and his 10 short months I've just been like, no, I'm not doing it, sis. Like, I'm not going. Mm. <laughs> and if you need a justification, you're not getting it. <laughs> oh, so good. Take me there. Take me there. Teach me your ways. <laughs> oh. Fuck, that's so good. And, but you realise it's it's costing you. You realise right? that you're the one that's going to bed angry and resentful and frustrated and upset on the brink of tears at any fucking thing. I so get it. It's so freaking crazy in those first few months and then mm. to transition into motherhood. But then to have those expectations as well mm. from other people, especially in the Fano, that takes mm-hmm. a lot of courage too. Are you feeling like you're in a really confident place with that? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm like 
standing really tall right now, but I'm saying my my spine is definitely strengthening. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, yes. And I just want to thank you. Like, honestly, I'm so grateful for you for being so authentic about the experience of motherhood because I feel like, um, you know, people sort of skim the surface when they talk about the realities of being a mama or being a parent, really. And how exhausting it is it's more Mm. like oh my god you know they're so beautiful and they are but (laughs) and 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 you know and we're bypassing oh my gosh of course I felt so like I found that I was just like gaslighting myself for so Mm. long in that experience of (laughs) like bypassing or like ignoring or rejecting and suppressing and denying the reality of it being so fucking hard. But that's because I couldn't see it hard anywhere else. Like people would just be like, you know, you're so lucky or like, this is the Mm. best time. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? If this is the (laughs) best bit, I'm out. Like, this is, I'm the wrong place. (laughs) But I think to be able to have that safe space to just talk, real talk about it. And I feel like, too, there's so much, like, there's so much conversation around it just being like, yeah, but what are you grateful for? Like, but what's the positive side of this? Or, like, what bless? what's the gift and the lesson? And it's like, those things are there and this is fucking shit. (laughs) Toxic, but toxic how to positivity. Converse, how to have those conversations. I know. Yes, and it's toxic and it's not helpful for those mamas either that are in the, those spaces being like, shit, is this just me? But, yeah, I feel like um, this is a conversation that needs to be brought forward a lot more. Mm. And how is it done in a way that doesn't create victimhood around it Mm. but is around like honoring your experience Mm. yeah I I don't have the answer to that because I feel like at this stage um there's only very few people that I can feel um oh that I feel comfortable sharing the authentic experience with because I am met with that toxic positivity that but we're so, you should be so grateful, you know, like you're middle class, you're, you've got a roof over your head, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I do. I know that. <laughs> uh, I know that, sister. So I think spaces like this, Gemma, are great, great um, space to facilitate, at least facilitate a conversation. Obviously, um, someone's going to, someone will find you in it, but, but that ain't me. <laughs> We're just we're just starting the ball yeah. <laughs> rolling. <Yeah. laughs> Someone else will keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely something. I think going into Mahi as well. Like I didn't really have time off. There was periods, but it was a really stressful time with work. Um, being in that super startup, like we don't have cash cash in hand right now to be well resourced to do things and so 
yeah, that was a really challenging time and then kind of coming back in and it just being like a really intense role to come back to as mm. well. And I I think part of the decision with the crumbling of um, letting go of what I've been building has been to really tune into what has Malachi taught me and in being present to those lessons, how has that crumbled or evolved parts of me and so there's an invitation to do a values exercise this is where I got to was like okay well if the last time I did a values exercise and and looked at what my life was was before I had him and so much has changed then I need to go into that space again of actually cultivating space and time with myself with spirit with nature to become present to who I've become articulate that in a way that makes sense for me so like my values are consciousness my values are spaciousness my values are expansion so if these are my values how are they expressed and lived out what are the actions that I take to Mm. embody those values now that I'm more present to them and how does that line up with my current world well it doesn't so that was so hard to accept and that almost selfish like wow like Malachi has brought so much growth and transformation but have I been so selfish with that to grow in a way that now means everything that was familiar now fades away Mm. like and that's something that I've kind of journeyed with but I'm kind of like nah like that was interesting to think that but we'll let that go Um, but to just, yeah, do that values piece for me was really helpful because I was like, that's why I'm feeling resentful. That's why I'm feeling burnt out. That's why I'm feeling all these things. It's because I'm not in alignment with my truth. Mm. So I'm going to go sit with myself and journey through that. I feel like I'm in that space right now that you're talking about. Mm. That resentful, um, space my I was actually sharing a something with my mum this morning I said oh mum you know how like when you're breastfeeding sorry listeners if um the mamas will know when you're breastfeeding I said to her you feel like you're trapped (laughs) it's like what do you mean and I said you have to like time everything around when this baby needs to be fed when this Mm -hmm. baby slept and so I'm literally getting like half an hour to an hour to myself and so I I said in in that hour I would literally run away (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I would run so far away I didn't care where it was but it was just this um refusing to accept my new norm and she's like oh wow you've always been that like that by nature Not what I need to hear right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, feeling trapped. I so get it. <laughs> when I, when Malachi went on to bottles, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yep, I'm I'm letting that go." <laughs> but it's true. But this is the conversation that's not taking place. Of like, everyone's like enjoying their breastfeeding moments and like wanting to breastfeed until they don't want to breastfeed, even if that's five. And I'm just like, yeah, that wasn't my journey at all. <laughs> <laughs> but the resentment is really hard to kind of reconcile because it's 
it's um it's kind of like that life shock that yep i am trapped right now (laughs) (laughs) but um i think what is so important about this space and what is so magical about the space you've created is these conversations are not had Mm. you know you will get labeled a bad mum for saying the shit that I'm admitting, but I'm just being true to who I am and my yes. experience. And um, we said authenticity, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my god. We could have a whole. I think we could do a whole episode on how mm. we are bad mums. I feel like that could be a different <laughs> different season. But um, uh, yeah, I think. The amount of things that I'm just like, I just have to do what's best for me. And, and but that's that people pleasing thing. It's like, right. or society <laughs> pleasing or whatever, everyone fucking else. That's why I had to come back to my values. And I'm like, well, what do I value? And what do I live out through action in alignment with those values that give me my true north, that mm. ground me? And I'm like, I value consciousness. And so that looks like and sounds like in my life, X, Y, Z. Like, and so even if someone else is like, oh, you're a bit woo-woo, I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. Because that's my core value. (laughs) (laughs) But but anyways, let's do another episode a different time about how we're bad mums Mm -hmm, because I feel mm -hmm. like that could go for about six hours. (laughs) Okay, okay. Maybe that one, we just do have a wine as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm, a good mellow. I'm so comfortable um, for you to navigate us into um, a different space, into the space. Thank you, where, my friend. Yes. Let's let's go there. Yeah. Um, I'm really keen to explore authenticity in this space with you and curious to see what it means for you to turn your light on. Mm. I really, when I read that, um, I really struggled to, I don't know, to articulate or to to try and give you an answer. And I think the automatic inclination is to give a bomb-ass answer. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you, I need some clarity. So what do you mean by, yes. by that question? Yeah, give yes, it to me. Give it so to me. Good. Okay, turning your light on. I guess there's moments where I've seen you and you are just an absolute flow and expression. Mm-hmm. It could be when you're going live on Instagram or you're reposting right. some content and sharing right. and you're, you're just like channeling the divine through you. Right. And I'm just like, yeah. How did you find the confidence to express yourself and are there other ways other than social media or is it a more general theme of like expression and communication for you where you're like, I'm on and I'm sending this message? Right, right. I totally understand what you're saying now. Thank you. Mm. Um, ooh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, but this is the thesis. A space where I mm. feel totally that my light is turned on is sexually. <laughs> Oh, yes, let's go there. Let's go there. Um, Yes, that's the tea. That's something that 
has been so repressed through different systems, you know, patriarchy, colonization, but I feel like women are innately sexual beings. Mm. Um, so I think I've just been, as our relationship gets better, I'm calling my sexuality um, her. Beautiful. <laughs> I feel like I'm so aligned when I am, um, it's, it's not necessarily sexual um interactions with my partner with my tani but it is expressions of femininity that's that's my and that can be through clothing and to, uh, how I choose to um express myself aesthetically you know things mm. like that I feel like yes this is me I'm showing up authentically um wow yeah but also <laughs> I'm keen to hear about that too, sis. Like, shed some light if you're feeling aligned with your sexuality. Yes. I feel like this is so powerful. I feel like for me over the last maybe six months, the whole piece, well, it's really since Malachi was born, I feel like I lived a life that was very, um, you know, like I'm a doer, I'm a creator, I'm a builder, I'm an executor. It's all very Mm -hmm. masculine energy. And it wasn't until the birth of my son that I just remembered this yearning to be feminine. And Mm. then I was just like, holy shit, what is this? It's like soft and gentle and nurturing. And I like had repressed that for so long. And I also think that I had to work through a whole lot of stuff being brought up in a religion a religious upbringing and different religious worldviews and very colonized worldviews. And to realize that actually, I think the definition of being a woman that I had witnessed was around submission, silence and smallness. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to prescribe to that at all. And I kind of went to this other extreme and then have found myself, probably over the last six months, just really unlearning and and trying to really open up my mind in ways to be like, how can I be more sexual and sensual? And mm. it's been through clothing. It's been through um, writing. It's mm. been through dancing. It's been through, oh, these beautiful things that I feel like I'm just opening up like this, like, flower, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A feminine flower. A feminine flower. But I, I, yeah, the whole like masculine feminine energy thing came into my kind of sphere about 18 months ago and it's just always resonated, keeps popping up. And I feel like I really resonate with what you're saying around like that sexuality piece is so mm. suppressed. Like where are the, where are the conversations that take the shame and the judgment and the guilt out of being fully in your body, fully sensual, fully embodied in that divine feminine. And yeah, it's definitely something I'm starting to notice and wrap. And then within me as well, the fragility of like, oh my God, what's I need to put my total neck on. Like, what are people going to think? <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely it. Like, um, I think having a partner, so I, I would say that I was really encouraged by my mum to have those conversations, you know, she's a real sexual bitch. So she, she dropped some lines here and there. So it was a really encouraged dialogue in our household, but having a partner 
who, um, sorry, my love, <laughs> who <laughs> was brought up, <laughs> who was brought up um, prescribing to some Catholic ideologies. Mm. He can find um, my bluntness very um, <laughs> intimidating, I would say. And I'm talking about bluntness with what my needs are. Mm. how he can um, meet those needs. <laughs> and you're right. It, it is because there is this perception that women should play small or um, mm-hmm. or it, it's about being subservient to what your, your tiny needs, which is, yeah, I feel like yeah, to an extent, but you're also here to meet my needs too. Absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's been something, yeah, post PP that's really revealing itself and that I just want to let go of. Because I, I feel like I'm in total alignment when I'm that sexual bitch. Yes, that is yeah. so good. I'm so fucking happy for you. Thank you. And to know what your needs are and to communicate them sexually as well, that's just yeah. like a whole new fucking world. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. And it and it's sexy too. Like you feel sexy because mm-hmm. you are embodied. Mm-hmm. I just fucking love this conversation. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> I feel like this is another one where like the ball gets rolling <laughs> and someone else is going to push it along. But also before you close off this beautiful session around turning lights on, it's um, <clears throat> it's through writing. I'm absolutely mm. um, turned on when... I guess I'm confronted. That's usually, and I'm trying to unlearn that as well, because it's usually something that's confronting to me, um, gets me thinking, I'm stimulated, and then just taking time to articulate the experience um, through just like accumulation of kapu, of words, mm. turns me on. You know, like mm. I'm like, yes, that is, I'm being me um mm. however finding time to do that with a baby that's the that's the thing <laughs> yeah. i feel you yeah. is there any anything that you've found that works in finding that time or creating that time yeah just um making sure i set some intentional time when babies asleep um, yes, definitely helps. Yeah. Yes, actually, I had a rule for a while there where <laughs> I would like if Malachi's asleep, that's when I write or breath work or med- mm. or like any of those things because it's like that is the only time because like I'm fucking exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day and shattered when I wake up, so I'm not doing it then. I love that. That's a good mum hack. But then you're like saying no to the the dishes. Like I before this call, Malachi tipped all these lentils and flour out on the floor, and I'm like, "What am I going to say yes to? Cleaning this shit up or taking five minutes to just breathe and become present with what is on top for me?" And that's literally like the reality I think of being a mama, a working mama, of like I have to realize what I'm going to say no to so that mm. I can say yes to me. Oh. You are giving me so much life right now. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's reciprocal. It's why I love our space and time together. <clears throat> okay, let's go to new places. How do you know you're living your authentic expression of yourself? 
Mm. For our listeners, I think the easiest way to explain that would be have you ever experienced like that absolute flow state where time is just passing and you don't even realize um, you're creating or whatever it is, you're creating, <clears throat> you're being, you're thinking and it's just effortless <clears throat> and you just feel like this sense of, I would say bliss, bliss, mm. yeah, bliss, mm. that's how I know, like, when I'm in that state, yeah. I love that. That's something that's either you're going to be able to identify that it's there or not. <laughs> and if it's not, you're going to be like, okay, I think I could maybe change up a few things. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing when that's present? Oh. Or who are you being or where are you? Um, <clears throat> I'm usually in a creative space, always. Creative mm. space, ideating, um, one in wānanga, so the best way to describe wānanga is like a sharing of thoughts. But in addition to that, it's expansion because you're surrendering to what other people's perspectives are. Mm. And so you're generating new thoughts. That's how you'd explain wānanga. See, Māori's beautiful. You can't, it, mm. you can't translate it outright. Mm. Um, so always in deep wānanga. Um, creating meaningful, impactful kaupapa for the the rangatahi of my iwi of my um, of my tribe that makes me so fucking wet. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Yes. It does. Yeah. And honestly, you talked about where are you. It's a lot of environment, so it's like a lot of like-minded people. Um, it's also a lot of people who are brave enough to to pull me up. It's people who are authentic. Yeah, it's it's a lot of being around the like-minded or the um, motivated, all of that. Mm, that's yeah. so good. That's yeah. something I'm definitely calling in more of, of like mm. the people, like when <laughs> – sometimes when you've got a lot to say <laughs> you know I think sometimes um I really crave like a deeper challenge a deeper but it requires a deeper vulnerability and a deeper connection from me with others for there to be that kind of safety and and that kind of resonance to be able to say actually I think there's a reframe there or mm. I'm curious about this point of view or do you realize or um, perhaps a different lens you know like I'm I'm so in love with those spaces with people at the moment and definitely Beautiful. present to how I've been able to call it in and um, the gifts that it's bringing by being there, and I just, I just love it. I just love it so much, <laughs> honestly. Because this is the ego work. Because like, the ego is so good at playing the games of like, we're in a soul space, we're spiritual, 
we're woke, you know. Uh, also, like how I just talked about being around like-minded people um, for a while there, I thought, yeah, it's like people who are deep and like so connected. But actually, like what's been ticking the box for me lately is my friend who just makes me laugh so fucking much. Mm. Like it's medicine. She is mm. medicine. And it's like not about talking about what chakras we want to open. It's just about, <laughs> you know, That's talking so about true. how we want our partners to bang us, you know? <laughs> That's so good. That's so medicinal. It is. Can definitely get trapped in a vortex of like, <laughs> which chakra do I need to I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you brought that up. Fun, play, pleasure. Here for it. What would you say has been your biggest unlearning? Hmm. So is unlearning mean I've done it? (laughs) (laughs) You could just be in the observation stage. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Something I'm actively working on in the unlearning space is just this excessive need to control. Mm. Yeah, this deep-seated need to control my environment, the outcome, how things are done. Um, and my babies, my my peppies really brought that to the forefront, like, because he just refuses to be controlled. He refuses to let me um, dictate how he's going to respond, you know? Like, so I'm like, okay, this is obviously a thing that sis needs to work on. So that's, wow. yeah. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk. Is there anything that you've done to to disrupt that pattern? Is there mm-hmm. anything that you're finding that's been helpful? Yeah. Um, observing my thoughts when nice. I'm wanting to be extremely reactive and just putting a spin on the works and intentionally choosing to react differently. Amazing. <laughs> That's so good, honestly. Just some space between it. Yeah, and just seeing how what happens if I just don't do what I usually do. <laughs> and he's probably grateful for it too. Absolutely. And you are. You are. Absolutely. Because it's more aligned. Deep down in your soul, you do want to release that. It's just like starting the journey. Yeah. I'm so present to that with Malachi too, Mm. honestly. It's just like, let it all go. Let everything go. There's (laughs) lentils fucking everywhere (laughs) and it's perfect. (laughs) Oh, so good. What's been, I know you've talked about like laughter and fun being like, and pleasure being really present in this season for you right now. Yeah. What would you say has been really medicinal for you in finding yourself? Mm. Um, probably diversifying my environments because um, it gives me a good reframe 
on different perspectives or where actually no i'm being toxic (laughs) actually no you're being toxic sis but um something that always gets me and is a rongoa a medicine for me is has always been the sea for some reason there's just some beautiful healing properties about our tie out um, our environment about the na- about nature but I feel like with every wave when I'm when I do um, decide to carve out that time um to release whatever I need to I feel like with every crashing wave it's just like gone 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 mm. and I'm always standing there it's the same thing I'm standing there and thinking why don't I do this weekly <laughs> <laughs> And then six months go by. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's so good. Yes. The water. Is there a practice that you have when you get to the water to support you to release things? Yeah. Um, Well, I am a water sign, so I think that's, like, part of it as well. Mm -hmm. You are Teresa's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But it's always like a karakia, a prayer, mm-hmm. and I'm usually um, acknowledging all our all our um, our atua, our gods, specifically Tangaroa, who has realm. That's his realm, <clears throat> is the water, is the sea, and I'm just pretty much letting him know. It's like a it's like a dear journal, uh, dear diary vibes, mm. and we're just having that conversation in Te Reo Māori. Um, about things that are affecting and impacting me, and I just ask them, ask him really, just to like help me release them. Wow. And that's my practice. Yeah. Wow, that's so powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful to go down to the water in prayer in Karakia to release and have a conversation with mm. the water, with the gods of the water. Wow. I'm, I feel like I've got to go. I've got to go to the water. I've got to go. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm doing this weekend. Thank you for that. What a gift. Oh, that feels so nourishing. I, I'm just like visualizing myself doing it. Do it, sis. Do it, you Pisces queen. You'll get lots of medicinal um, (laughs) properties out of it. (laughs) Yes, so good. Uh, Talking about, like, practices, Mm -hmm. do you have rituals, routines, habits, practices that set you up for greater freedom so that you can... Do you be you show up as you be in flow? What sits around your world, around your day to day that, mm. yeah, means that you can find more freedom? Cool. No, absolutely. Um, yoga has been amazing. Just Ooh. like the practice of stretching and challenging your body and um being present with with you with your whole self I feel like has been mm. um a game changer it's always a game changer when I do carve out some time for that 
But also um, there's this practice that my Tani and I used to do a lot. We need to incorporate it a lot more. But just asking each other what what are the three things you're really grateful for today? Mm. And it's just a beautiful, you know, regardless of the things that we that have occurred during the day or the challenges and the adversity and stuff. It's a really beautiful practice just to remind us and ground us of all the things that we should and can be really grateful for. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I want to dive into your relationship a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. I've got the words connection and intimacy. Like what does it mean to cultivate Mm. connection and intimacy between the two of you? Like gratitude's a beautiful ritual. Mm -hmm. Like over the years, I'm sure there's been different seasons and now in like parenthood, but Mm -hmm. how do you cultivate connection and intimacy together? You mean like now that we got a baby and we got to schedule it? <laughs> we got to schedule it. Put it in the diary. Go for oh. it. Yes. Um, I think it's just for me with with my tiny. I know he craves to be understood. So. Um, as someone who tends to be on the more controlling side of <laughs> controlling side of life, I know that every time I choose to relinquish my own facado or relinquish my fixed biased thoughts and actually hear him out, I'm like choosing connecting with him every time. So I know he like it's it's such a simple practice, but I know that that's that's it. It's not like wine or anything. It's just him being understood and me <laughs> allowing myself for that, like allowing that to happen in in a safe space too. Wow, that's yeah. so beautiful. I feel like that's gonna really resonate with someone listening. Someone really needed to hear that. So. <laughs> I'm glad we went there, maybe even if that person was me. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah, there's, there's something mm. so powerful about being seen, heard and understood. And I think mm. I've noticed since becoming a mother, it's like back to what you were saying before about needs, like being able to sexually communicate, these are my needs. Mm-hmm. And I think this journey of like cultivating deeper connection and more intimate relationships, even if they aren't sexual, mm-hmm. of like how do I actually see, hear, and understand me so that I can communicate to you around how we're going to go there and what mm-hmm. it's going to take to get there rather than having these like moments of friction or like um, I don't know. One pattern I noticed that I had was that I had this core belief I wasn't aware, had this core belief at the time that everyone that gets close leaves. And so like, I obviously have moved to New Zealand from Australia and all my family's over there, my immediate whānau. I've got my closest girlfriends over in the UK. And then 
people that I've become close with living in Kirikiriro or Hamilton have moved to other parts of the country. Mm. And I just didn't realize I had this belief, but then it would play out in ways where I wouldn't own what I needed to be seen, heard and understood. Mm. And instead of leaning in, would just kind of let things fizzle out or some stupid thing would come up and it would just be like, you know, I'm just going to tap out, you know? And it's just like, actually, I've learned so much about myself since becoming a mother about actually how do I first and foremost understand my own fucking needs <laughs> so that mm. I can communicate with other people and like cultivate cultivate like deeper levels of vulnerability to be like, hey, I actually really need to hear these words because or I really need to set this boundary because I actually want a relationship with you but these things are not okay and so I need to let you know that so that we can keep going in this relationship but I didn't even know I had to google boundaries like I didn't even know like what what the fuck's a boundary and how do you set one and what about when people get really angry at you in the moment and what if that's me just needing to control things? Like I've gone through this whole thing, you know, it's just been so interesting. But yeah, does that bring up anything for you? Absolutely. Absolutely, sister girl. Um, Especially with the boundary building thing. But I think that's also, <laughs> geez, am I looking in a mirror? I think, <laughs> I think that might be connected to not just the control thing, but also the the need, the deep-seated need to please others. And mm. um, that is a journey, isn't it? Boundary building. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this other, there's like this other, because I know you're so empathetic and, and and kind and just really courteous with other people's, who they are as, a, as people. Mm. But there's like this cultural layer too that I like really, struggle like we we fight you know Mm. um so when we're establishing bound like when I choose to establish boundaries I feel like oh my god that was so fucking hard to do because of this cultural need to because we're like collective people right um sometimes it can feel selfish Mm. Yeah, so that's lots of unlearning in that space. Yeah, and the reframe around connection being Mm. that's what it was, I think, that I I really struggled with. Obviously, I don't relate to (laughs) and can't relate to having a lived experience. Um, From your point of view, my point of view is more around having that core value of connection Mm. reframed with boundaries is actually me wanting that connection rather than choosing Mm. disconnection and that to choose disconnection is to continue on with the kind of unhelpful ways in which I would approach relationships before, but to, to nurture greater connection and greater cohesion and greater weaving back together is to for me now in my best current thinking around this is to do that that boundary with love however what I'm witnessing probably in the last couple of months is that um, loving and connecting with myself 
means to lovingly release people. Oh. And that's some fucking scary shit. <laughs> oh. Because I have not, in a really conscious way, like, we are going to have a conversation and I am going to lovingly release you. <gasps> really? Because it's not, it's not. So you're my, not just ghosting people like it's intentional? No way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because so this is love. Right. And for some people, I feel like I just tune in, like, is this really needing to be a conversation? But I'm I'm noticing, like, when I'm cre- when I'm noticing feelings of resentment and anger and like mm. for me it's Vicky the victim. Vicky the victim is this persona that arises and I'm like here she fucking is. Here's Vicky. And so what Vicky's taught me though is like she's just like this inner child the, the younger version of me that's just like would someone give me a hug? Like would someone just come and s- someone come and sit with me and play my fucking weird fairies and whatever and so it's like okay amazing (laughs) this dynamic is presenting an opportunity to me to do some healing and so instead of sitting in blame judgment and criticism Mm. and being resentful I'm going to go inward and be like what is the toxic pattern within me that creates a vibrational match with this person to play out this oh shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sister. And I'm like, I've, I have to lovingly release that pattern within me and lovingly hold and give a hug and play with fairies with my inner child so that that shit doesn't resonate and I'm not, like, yearning to lean into fucking toxic, dysfunctional shit. <laughs> I feel like you were just talking to me. This was a free therapy session, guys. <laughs> oh, that was so beautiful. And um, and can I be can I be really like can we be authentic right now? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Did you have a narcissist in your family by any chance? I've been journeying with this and I think, I think there is narcissistic tendencies. Right. Okay. So not the full blowing. And this is the T. I too have narcissistic tendencies and I lovingly accept those parts of me, bring them out of the shadow so that I can go to work on them. Yes, I'm empathetic. Yes, I'm highly attuned to lots of things. And because of this wounded inner child and the different traumatic experiences that I faced and unhelpful dynamics that have played out with people with narcissistic tendencies, mm. there is this shadow side of me that is that has those tendencies at times. And it's only recently that I've come to a space where, I, where I'm like, wow, these are totally accepted in culture one Mm. and perpetuated in the ways of capitalism and the ways in which we celebrate high-performing people and elevate people who have a certain skill set and 
I'm going to be responsible for me and my self-leadership journey to go to work on those aspects. And so there's some, there's some uh, crumbling. There's some crumbling going on. There's some crumbling. (laughs) And what an epiphany. What an epiphany. (sighs) Is there that for you as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, it's all been triggered from motherhood, but mm-hmm. just this realization. Because I think the the best way to describe it, because my I've got a bit of a scatterbrain right now, mm. is I feel like there was I I had a lot of ego, um, and the self righteous ego you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just in like a growth mindset phase, and you know, like I'm just about bettering myself pre PP. Mm-hmm. And then um, once I g- gave birth and our baby was Earthside, obviously, he revealed that I got lots of shit to do. And sis, you are so toxic. <laughs> but, 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 I'm saying that because I'm, I'm big on the reframe these days. Mm. It's my literal obligation mm. to work on it because... We've got too many intergenerational things um, mm. that have occurred in our bloodline and things that I can, am responsible and that I can work, work on. I'm going to try my damn hardest that it doesn't mm. transfer down to, like, my udi, my my descendants. Mm. Yeah. That's courage. That's some <laughs> queen energy shit right there. <laughs> some queen energy shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, like, we're laughing now, but literally in the thick of doing that work, it's like, I want to run away and never come back. Vicky the victim. <laughs> Vicky is fucking here for that time. She loves it, or She's fucking loving it. Vicky, like, I love you, Vicky. I'm at that place now where I can be like, I love you, Vicky. I send you love. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, that resonated too much. That resonated too much. When you said Vicky, I need to find a Maori word for that. Maybe like aroha or something. But I could just see myself sitting like at a a tangi or the thousandth hui and being like, why aren't we playing? Why aren't we at the park? Why am I sitting here? You know? So aroha, aroha, Vicky, they're friends. It's so good though. And this is it. You gotta put like I feel like sometimes this whole like personal development, spiritual growth, it can be so like heavy and dark. Like I have to have humor in this. This shit's mm-hmm. this shit's like this shit's fucked. Like <laughs> but it's the most important work for my son and and I and for myself, for me being mm. able to love myself into my authentic expression of why the fuck I'm here. Like my ego has been playing games for so long. And I, the more that I reveal, like I'm literally finishing next Friday. I've got no job that I'm going to. There's no job. There's no work lined up. There's no contract. There's no um, business plan. There's no anything. It's just a absolute trusting 
in faith that I am being looked after and guided and that the more that I tune in and make space, the more that the universe spirit, the universe, like nature, whatever is going to reveal exactly where I'm meant to be going. But there's no room for that to be revealed right now because everything's so full to the fucking brim. So this is me kind of in devotion to that divine feminine energy, really. Like this is what this is for me is like I'm all in. I surrender everything. My ego's on fire and I'm all in because I know that there is something in my soul that is trying to move through me that I just keep blocking and I'm just like ready for her to shine so bright and all that masculine energy can come in and support that to thrive with those Mm -hmm. structures with that execution Mm -hmm. with that resourcefulness with that leadership like I know that that can all come in but this time it's soul-led she is she is the vision she is manifesting through and within and then the other comes in to serve behind but that's some that's some take me to church that was honestly beautiful (laughs) that was beautiful and like give it the fact that you're I feel like your listeners are going to be so inspired by the fact that you're actually giving yourself permission to step into not the abyss, because I feel like into your higher self. Mm. Yeah, that's what I feel like it is. Brave. Or the space. The that's space so to brave. even see her. Yeah. So but courageous. I, I think about, I think about like, mm. our nation. I think about the world. I think mm. about, like, what's the world going to look like for our kids? You know, and it's just like yeah, I could keep going with this stuff in this way, but I just feel like we're we're all being called to step forward in a bigger way that is removing ourselves from the programming, from the systems and from the structures that have created these belief systems that hold us in kind of like limbo maybe where we're not actually doing things that we're being fully called to do Mm. but in a way of being that isn't like oh yeah I'm being called to make this thing and now I'm going to work 80 week 80 hours a week to make it happen it's like one of the rules of what what this next season is for me is like it happens with ease grace and I don't work more than three days that's a firm limit a week but my life is abundant and so, mm. and I believe that that can be true and real. Like, it's not like, like I've done so much work to let go of those old belief systems around what building a business or starting something looks like and sounds like, because that doesn't align with my being. It doesn't align wow. with my son. It doesn't wow. align with my community mm. or like being able to show up for myself. Like, so what if, what if we could, what if, just could we try, could we experiment? I'm just going to see what happens. But I feel like there's something unique within everyone that's being called forward to support with 
shifting consciousness, caring for our planet, looking after our kids. Like we've all got a calling. We've all got a purpose. We've all got leadership. It's just how do we tune into that? Which is, I guess, part of the, these kinds of conversations. Like how do you find that space? Because I so see you in that way. You, you, you keep calling yourself forward in new ways. It's like, it's so inspiring to witness. I really mean that. Mm. Likewise, I'm so energized by this conversation. <laughs> ah, yes. Maybe so much so that I might channel my um, sexuality when I leave this podcast. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yes, this is living. This is light on. <laughs> okay, let's switch on. gears. What piece... What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Mm. Mm. What piece of advice would I give my younger self? (sighs) Sis, enjoy your own company. Learn to love your own company. Learn to enjoy being by yourself getting to know yourself um I feel like that's really big I think because I saw um lots of these codependent models um role modeled and in different contexts not just whānau but I I saw that lots it, it occurred lots in my childhood so I naturally gravitated to that space. But if I could Mm. say one thing to the sis, to the younger sis, it would be like get to know yourself, love yourself, Um, know every inch, nook and cranny, (laughs) like (laughs) crevice in your body and just get at at peace with that before you pursue anything. And when I mean anything, I mean love, I mean um, mahi, I mean purpose, I mean vision, Mm. everything, you know? Mm, that's so good can you remember when you started to get to know yourself like what were some of those things that you did in those early days to start building that relationship with you Okay, this is a space where I'm just actually absolutely need some reflective time right now Mm. Yeah, it'll be a goodie, but I just need some space. Lead us in without um our other part and then we'll we'll spin right back to it. Yeah, we can look back. <laughs> Perfect. Um, is there anything else that you feel called to bring through and touch on on this episode? Mm. So what, what what have we covered? We've covered a bit of um. Mamahood, we've done some ego work. Oh, we've we've done a lot of things. Narcissism, um, mm-hmm. divine feminine, sexuality, sexuality, yes, sexuality, creativity, creativity. That was so good. <sighs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. To be honest, nothing's on top for me right now. I feel like I've said everything that I've needed to share tonight and 
you've actually given me so much medicine. I know it was like supposed to be me coming on here to shed some light, but sis, a reawakening has taken place (laughs) on episode 12. Oh my God. (laughs) I hope it's episode 12 because I've just plugged that. (laughs) No, but seriously, Gemma. This is the the ego work. It'll be episode 15. so good honestly I always feel so nourished in sharing space and time together and you've delivered so much medicine it's so good well that's it for this episode thanks for tuning in and thanks to our special guest this is your chance to take a moment for yourself and really reflect on what's landed for you over this episode yep right now Pull over in the car, stop working, take a minute and write it down and turn that into one actionable goal so that you can integrate and apply what's come to light in this episode into your life. If you're picking up what we're putting down, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button to be the first to hear when the next squeeze of Audible Juice is live in a new app. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.